Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing? I'm all right, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm like Morbius. I'm back in theatres and ready oh, to get going. Back in theatres? Back in theatres. Came back to theatres. Well, I, I was with Connor the other day, and he was going on about Morbius and Morbin yeah. and all this crap. I've completely missed this, because yeah. I'm like old and rubbish, and I don't look at the computer or the internet. Jared Leto film. Yep. Is it Marvel? Probably DC. DC, DC. Is it DC? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Innocent of Mars. I went to see it. It was fine. It was trash, but it was trash right, fine. It right. was like shit, shit. Excellent. It was shit. But uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it just got worse yeah, and worse. Yeah, my, yeah I, I remember more and more of it. Why is it, why is it shit? Um, it's just a bit fucking lame, mate. Oh. <laughs> it's oh. just a bit lame. It's a bit hack. And it's a bit one note, and it's the sort mm. of like kind of cod twilight. Uh, uh, it, it's something that looks look like it should be on telly. Like it's it's not a oh. film. It's not a film. It's just uh. a bit, bit bit rubbish. Um, it's very one note. It's very one dimensional. It's just very man gets bitten by a bat and turns into Morbius. <laughs> Spoilers! Fucking, I can't remember. Spoilers! Pete. He, he injects himself with some bats. How shit. big of a problem is Jared Leto in it? Is he part of the problem? Because he's, I, he's, he's, he takes his roles a little too seriously at times. The man. Either doesn't act at all or acts too much. Uh, in this one, he's acting little. He's doing little oh. acting. Um, usually, he does big acting. He's doing little acting here, <laughs> and so he just turns into a spooky. It's just like it. It, it, it looks like a thirty seconds to Mars video. Right. That's. I mean, that's what it, it's. Just an extended version of one of them. And he. Um, and and but but post at release, even though it was not a successful or popular, particularly uh, a film, mm. Morbius, uh, it's taken on a life of its own. Uh, people are just doing memes about it because it is a bit lame. It's a bit embarrassing. It's a bit funny. Uh, yeah. So people are doing memes about it. So it's become. It's taken a life of its own. Uh, Jared Leto, uh, very much like when uh, David Hasselhoff started calling himself the Hoff, yep. in on the joke, in on the irony, all that business. Uh, it day. starts to lose its kind of heat as soon as that happens. Uh, uh, but the but the you know it's Morbin time and all those kind of memes and stuff about around Morbius. Uh, <laughs> the 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 film company thought, hey. Lot, lot of chat about Morbius online. Oh no, they didn't. But they don't understand irony, do they? Because they are pens and pushers, uh, and they and so they they they, they bashed up the um, the Morbius film for another another go at the uh, cinema, and I think it took about eighty grand in the US over a weekend, which isn't so eighty thousand isn't great. 
Yeah, that's, 80, that's, 80, pounds. Maybe he probably made more than that. <laughs> he didn't. But like, that's shocking. Yeah. Good Lord. Good Lord. Yeah. Poor old Jared Leto. He just yeah. wants to be loved. Never mind. He's good in House of Gucci. I, I, everyone complained about his performance in that, but I thought he was, oh, was all right. Good. He, yeah, was I fun. mean, I can see why it's a little bit dodgy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, getting him to just play an Italian man dressed fun, up. Mate. He's good in Blade Runner twenty forty nine as the kind of creepy villain who's a little bit overboard in that. Yeah, and he's good in Lord of War as the brother that dies. Um, Jared Leto, everyone, yeah. great guy. Exactly. Um, but I'll check it out. I, I won't watch it though. I won't watch it. I won't cross the line. Well, I've just got back from a. Uh, I. Talked about it briefly in a, about two episodes ago. Yes. But I filmed with uh, Connor and Joey. Yes. Separately, albeit. Kind of them all together at once. Uh, that'll be too much for me to handle. We went to a... <laughs> so I wanted to um, give Joey the ultimate British experience that tied in with his Australian heritage. Right. So I took him to a prison. <laughs> and we slept in the prison. <laughs> and it was shit. Yeah. Um, what, <laughs> what business did you have in a prison? How did you gain access to it? You can... So there's a prison. Shepton Mallet Prison. Yeah. Right, it's the most, I think it's the most haunted prison in the UK. Christ. Um, the prison itself is very impressive. It shut in 2013, was one of the biggest, one of the most prolific places, uh, prison places in, in the UK, and uh, prison places, what am I on about? Prison places. Prison places. Wow. It was very prolific, though, and uh, they shot Paddington 2 there, the movie. <laughs> okay, That's, right. It's great. But it is very haunted, and we had this tour that was exceptional, to be fair. The, the jail's in incredible condition. It's fascinating to walk around it, and the tour was really good as well, hmm. the ghost story. The ghost stories, rather the ghost tour, and there was just so many like moments where he's like, "Oh, someone died over there. Someone killed themselves there. There's a ghost there," and it's just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And there was at one point like Joey and I were in the cell, cell number eight, I think, and he was like, he told a story about a guy who was coming out of jail and he wanted to see his family, and his family were like, "Nope, we're rejecting you because you're a convict." So he killed himself tragically on the final right. days of his time in prison. And he's like, who's in cell number eight? And we were like, put our hands up. And he's like, yeah, he died there. And he apparently comes back and he'll touch you. Oh, and it's like, fucking hell. That's a shame. <laughs> and I was like, what? That's a shame. So all through the night, I kept like periodically waking up like... To ghost crimps. Is he here? Yeah. Is he here? <laughs> Is um, he here? But like, Joey slept on the concrete floor. <laughs> I think he like broke his back. Right. He's, it's good to sleep on the floor though, isn't it? It's, well, it's, you know. I don't know. Well, he, he didn't It was very so. hard. It was a very hard floor. <laughs> the cell, <laughs> I didn't really do my homework. I just saw you could stay in a prison. I thought that'd be fun. Mm. Didn't really look into it. I brought a sleeping bag. They come with, a, the, the cells come with a prison bed mm. and it's got like this metal like lattice on the bed that you lay on. And it's not really a mattress, it's just like this metal. Yes, okay. And I put the sleeping bag on it and laid down. I was like, this is worse than the concrete floor. Because mm. like, parts of you are just going through the holes in the metal. Yeah. Because it's like a lattice. And I told the staff, and they're like, you're an idiot. You're supposed to bring like proper bedding. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so, well, luckily there was a spare mattress in like a, a mouldy mattress in a cupboard. And I wheeled that out, and I got to sleep on that. Awesome. And it was horrible. Uh, while Joey was on the phone. I'm not sure he got the worst deal. I think Joey, to be fair, because I still slept on the mattress. But really creepy, really quite impressive. Yeah. And um, yeah, Joey and I terrified out of our minds. Well, you could just walk around it at night, all night, this whole prison. What, just having wander around, yeah, there's, spook there's, each there's, other out? There's like three wards on the prison. Yeah. And uh, one of them is the one that everyone sleeps in. There was like, you know, yeah. 50 people there or something. And uh, But you just sort of walk off into another ward and you don't see anybody. Get and you're alone. Snook a ball in a sock, and a kettle filled <laughs> with sugar. <laughs> burn someone convict Donaldson <laughs> well, it was really surreal and I think it's going to be a good video and then before mm. that the night before that I stayed with Connor in a church in a church and that was like 
I think in a way it was creepier. Mm. The jail looked inherently scarier, but... Imagine that voice in a booming church. I oh, know, it was like... Wow. It was surround set, like Corrin all my ears. But like the bats just flying off the top hello, of, of the belfry. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> it was really... Tr- just, just getting the key. Good stuff. The key to the church. It was like something out of Silent Hill. It was massive. It was like uh, a foot long. The key to the church is Jesus in your heart, thank you. With some respect. <laughs> It wasn't. It was a big metal key. It was a big metal key. And we, and we couldn't get the door open. And we got uh, the door open. And it's just a church. It's just a church. And inside the church, there's two like crappy beds. <laughs> two like, you know, what what do you call it? Like a camping bed. Right. Two camping beds in the aisle mm. by the altar. Mm. And you just sleep on it. And it's oh, so weird. It's, you've had a week, I, I didn't realise these things were open to just, you well, just go sleep in it. I want to do something fun. I was like, yeah. I don't, I'm sick of like going to nice hotel rooms. Yeah. Because it's just like, like, oh, this is a bed. A church. This is a room no one who's normal can afford yeah. and go in. I thought, I'd be, let's let's go somewhere cool. Mm. The prison was like 100 quid. The church was 98 pounds. And you just get a church. It's just it's just mental. That's mad, isn't it? You get this whole church to yourself from like 4pm to 10am the next day. How much is yours? Can you just read the Bible all night? You can read the can Bible. You, how much Bible can you read? All is, it, is it all you can Bible? All you can Bible. <laughs> Best of all, there was... Uh, Bible Hordai. There's GTA in there. There's GTA Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. What? On, on PlayStation. They had a PlayStation in the church? No, they just had the game. Just, just a copy <laughs> was, of the game. It was a shelf with PlayStation games. Next to no the Bible. No PlayStation, no TV. Right, okay. It was so weird, and it was maybe, like maybe it was a prop for the priest, sort probably, of saying, "Look it, at this sick filth." <laughs> look at this filth. Look at this filth. It was uh, it was like a, the church that inspired Charles Dickens to write Great Expectations as well. Yeah, so it was Charles Dickens' favourite church. Pretty uh, now, did he just editorialise that? I don't think that's true. <laughs> Defamation, but like, <laughs> I, I, in many ways, they were just waking up at like seven a.m., lifting up your head and realizing you're in a church mm. in the altar. It's something, it was really Things trippy. Things have gone very right or very wrong. Well, it, it felt almost like apocalyptic, like we're hiding out of <laughs> this church, end of the world sort of level stuff. Did you feel like Morbius? <laughs> it was Morbin time, yeah. It was Morbin time. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. I... Uh, I, I hope the video does it justice how surreal it was. And yeah. the worst thing of all, the gra- the graveyard was pretty scary. Mm. And that's where the toilet was. And that's to go to the toilet, the you had to walk past the graves of ten dead children. Oh, there's something very... In uh, a church. There's something very grim about... Uh, I, I don't usually have an issue with this sort of thing. Oh, we talked about this the other week, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did, yeah. We, yeah. We had a Imagine if that family... Imagine yeah. if that family had stayed in, in, in that church. So we had a listener who went to an Airbnb in Weno and they went to uh, they stayed near a graveyard, um Nipori graveyard or mm. something, and uh, and they were freaked out. They opened their Airbnb window and realised they were next to a graveyard and they checked <laughs> out and lost lost their shit. And I was really baffled by this. I was like, There's nothing out of the ordinary and people's mm. like, Oh, I wouldn't stay by a graveyard, it's really scary. I didn't say that, I said I understand it's because scary. people have a real issue with Graves and dead people. I've said on more than one occasion I'd ha- I would live in a mass murderer's house, not like not like a, a, a you know a genocidal despot. Well, I mean, that, would probably be a very, that would probably be a very nice house. He, <laughs> you know? he wouldn't live. He wouldn't go on a trip to Idi Amin's house. No, exactly. Yeah, but but I but I would I would li- like someone who killed a lot of people in a house. Right. I'd be like, oh, they're not there anymore, are they? But a graveyard is the graveyard line. is. The- <laughs> Well, I'll take you to the church next time. You can stay. <laughs> I d- both Connor and I refused to go to the toilet that night. Right, it's just like she's held it in. We did. Peed behind the altar. <laughs> you <laughs> shocking lads. <laughs> Pee in the I, holy water. I wouldn't play past Connor's to be fair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so those videos will be, it's one video, it's going to be one big train wreck of a video. Um, <laughs> but it's like British culture, we could show something good. Uh, the mm. thing is, I don't know what to film. What's good in England? What's wacky? What's interesting? Nothing. Pepper Pig World. Stuff. Pepper Pig World. Uh, yeah, exactly. Fucking, I don't know. So South I, End Pier. 
I think I think we found something wacky. I yeah. think it ticks the boxes. Yeah. And I think it's it was a weekend. A it was certainly a weekend of horror <laughs> and terror. And uh, it'll be coming out sometime in June. Have you ever done a wacky weekend with Connor that's not been filmed at the weekend and therefore you are a liar? I think most of them have been oh, shot. Oh, Chris! Most wacky weekends have been shot on a Tuesday. Little, yeah. What a day, little liar. Shocking, Both of you. Shockers. Absolute shockers. Scum of the earth. <laughs> We've got a story here from Andrew. He begins, Hi, petulant Pete, an affable abroad. Mm. I have a story about my friend growing up in Japan. His name was Nishiyama-kun. 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 Uh, one day, while I was playing Dragon's Quest II at his home, Nishiyama-kun <laughs> casually blurted out that his grandfather had a hand in a jar. Whoa. <laughs> this story. That's a the, human that's, hand in a drawer. <laughs> that's the best opening line we've had to a story ever. Uh, this came out of the blue, and I was, wasn't sure what to make of it. His grandfather was well known in the neighbourhood for having a shady past, having accumulated his wealth in Tokyo by foredoing a uh, yonige, a night escape. Oh, we talked about that before. A night escape. Yonige, like yes. how people in Japan... Just disappear yourself. In the night, yeah, in the night, they'll get a moving company in like, mm. after midnight. They'll throw it all in the van and fuck <laughs> off into the night and head to Nagoya. Yeah. Um, so he did this. He, 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 he moved and he escaped to the countryside with his ill-gotten gains. He was not a nice man. Oh. I told Nishiyama-kun that I didn't believe him, but he insisted it was true and offered to show me the jar. A few minutes later, we were in the grandfather's garage and sure enough, on one of the shelves... Covered in dust was a jar with a hand in it. You do not get this kind of content on any other podcast. I'm going <laughs> to say, say that now. And I mean, <laughs> this is this is this is the best story. For hair. I wonder where it, it was. Definitely a real hand, definitely. Mm. And I slipped off the lid. Oh my god! To find the liquid inside smelt vinegary. I insisted that we find out how his grandfather got the hand, but Nishiyama Kun was too afraid to ask him. And the matter remained unresolved for years. <laughs> Cut to a few years later when his grandfather was old and on death's door. You don't have to feel sorry for him. By all accounts, he was a terrible man. Nishiyamakun finally plucked up the courage to ask his grandfather where he'd got on his severed hand. His grandfather leant forward and told him, <laughs> ah, that, it was here when we moved in. Thus bringing death. It was here when we moved in. <laughs> what a shit ending. Don't mind the hand. Oh, it was thus bringing Is that end stain? to the mystery. <laughs> That surrounded the Nishiyama household Absolute for a few years. Crim- what's got criminals, kind of like, or just the world's worst yakuza? Well, he was silly lying. <laughs> wasn't it? Shit. He must have been lying. What do you mean? He, he, he was lying. He surely. saw the hand, didn't he? He saw the job with the hand. In. No, I meant like he said, like the grandfather oh, was like, was "Oh, the hand was there." Right, okay, yeah, thought, yeah. No, it's he's like, just, yeah. I didn't murder anyone. Exactly. <laughs> the body was here when I moved in. I didn't kill anyone in the Nagoya. Like, <laughs> it's all a bit shady. It's good stuff. It's solid. I like it. Ill-gotten gains, hands Ill, in jars, ill-handed hands. I, mean, I, I, I spoke about this on uh, another stack podcast called The Luke and Pete Show, and I am the Pete contingent of that particular show. And plucky. Uh, and plucky, plucky, plucky pretenders. I said plugging it. Oh, pl- <laughs> plucky, 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 plucky pretenders to the throne. Plucky pretender um, Pete. We, uh, I, I talked to a lass at the uh, a woman at the um, uh, jubilee celebrations in my street, and right. she her hand fell off. Is it, was it in a jar? She was running around. She was jogging, and she fell. Put her hand out. And her hand technically fell off. Oh, what, no, like, I don't think it was like blood everywhere. I think it was still contained within the skin, but every last bone, oh my. fucking muscle was just separated. I don't want to hear this. Uh, I broke my wrist once. And my hand nearly came off. Disgusting. Your hand, <laughs> your hand nearly came off. <laughs> Thank God it didn't end up in a jar. <laughs> That's pretty mental. I mean, it, things in jars. Mm. It's just wrong. I remember just a few weeks ago we were shooting Journey Across Japan, and there's just uh, the the uh, 
uh, what's it called? Hab- uh, habushi, the snake sake. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. just mental. It's just a big snake in a jar with sake in it, right? Delicious. And I, I, I think because I've lived in Japan... It looks dirty, though, Scully. It looks really well, filthy and old. I think because I've lived in Japan so long, I sort of normalised it. <laughs> but then I was just sitting there eating, like, some sashimi, <laughs> staring at this dead snake as its gaunt expression looked at me, <laughs> as if to say, get me out of here. But, like, we didn't finish the jar, thank fuck, because mm. it tastes kind of bitter. But just the idea of just this big dead snake in a jar at the end of it, what do you do with it? You just chuck it out the window? Do you put the jar in the bin? Like, well, I don't know. Skin it? Wear it like a... Make a little glove out of it? I don't know. Oh, oh, oh no. Just feed it to no. a passing... I don't, I don't know what eats next. Oh. Uh, mongoose? Give it to a mongoose. Feed it to a mongoose. Give it to a bloody mongoose. The, the mongoose population of Okinawa <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> dear, dear. We've got a story this week. Uh, what is the... Oh, we've got news this week, rather. We've what is news the news this week? What's this, going this on? Week. Okay. Uh, we, uh, well... Uh, <laughs> what now? It's it's an interesting one. Um, when is it not, Pete? When is it not? I, it's it's kind of hard to sort of get across. I'm not going to paraphrase this. I'm just going to read the first couple of uh, paragraphs of the story, which kind of makes sense. A Japanese-born American said Thursday that she had filed a lawsuit with a Japanese court claiming that the country's nationality law, which bans its citizens from also holding a foreign nationality, violates the constitution. Yuri Kondo, 75, who currently lives in Fukuoka in southwestern Japan, filed the lawsuit at the Fukuoka District Court, said at a press conference with her legal team that uh, acquiring US citizenship should not have automatically stripped her of her Japanese one. Which is interesting, isn't it? She moved to the United States in 1971 to attend graduate school and uh, practice law in Arizona in 1997. She became a US citizen in 2004. She tried to renew her Japanese passport a couple of years ago, but her application was rejected. She's currently in Japan on her US passport. So basically, she's kind of like been kicked out of her own kind of nationality a little bit. Yeah. It's, J- it's kind of confusing. It's a bit weird. In Japan, you have to sort of choose mm. between what country you're citizen of. And like with the... Um, mm. You can you can't have like two passports at once. Yes. So I think here we can have two passports, right? Um, you can have like an Irish passport and a German passport. If it's a br- you, I think, yeah, I think maybe. you can have multiple passports. Whereas in Japan, right. it's like you have to choose. But yeah. A lot of people actually get away with not doing that, and they will keep their, both their passports because a lot of people don't check. The Japanese government often doesn't check until, like in this case, it's time to renew the passport. I think, yeah. and that's when I find it. I up. find it baffling that in. This the year of our law 2022 uh, that uh, we can be in a situation where people turn up at airports with like a, a, a slightly moody passport and thinking they can get away with it because everything's digital nowadays everything mm. gets scanned everything gets but then maybe it doesn't not, maybe nothing gets entered I mean when you get when you hand over your passport mm. at the border somebody looks at it don't they even if it's the uh, e-gates someone's just looking at a picture of it isn't it mm. they're not entering anything not saying that you were there mm, I don't know I don't know Chris I'm confused it's maybe it, it does get scanned maybe well, it does you know, get kept I feel a bit bad for it this is a problem like this is you know this is something I've heard about over the mm. years people have got to this but uh, it, 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 it seems that, it, it seems weird that you would take you would be able to take away uh, someone's nationality without their consent eff- effectively which is what she's she's complaining um, there have been uh, cases in the past mm. uh, last year in fact start of last year January 2021 um, the Tokyo District Court uh, rejected a similar lawsuit filed by eight men and women residing in Europe, ruling that Japanese nationality law is constitu- uh, constitutional. So, uh, look, it's it's a weird situation um, for those, and it's a very thoroughly 
They're trying to sort of ro- roll back the clock a little bit. You have to be, you know, the, the the internet and everything sort of brought everything together and you can choose to sort of float mm. around a little bit, but it just seems bizarre that uh, Japan would, would make them their citizens almost, you know, st- not stateless, but, you know, just kicking them out. It's not, it's not can't be Japanese I'm, anymore. It's not. It's mad. something I'm overly well-versed on, but, uh, you know, people often ask me if I'm going to become like a citizen of Japan. Mm. And I think it, I heard that it's easier to do that than it is to become a permanent resident in some respects you do a hilarious. lot more I don't know why that is um, <laughs> but if I did I'd have to give up my British passport mm. and it would just not be ideal mm. there's that sort of choice involved and yeah. uh, I don't know many people that have done that even people that have lived in Japan for, mm. for you know 20 years they'll still keep their American passport or whatever right okay Let's see. I don't know it's a, mm. it's a bit meh it's a bit near. It's, it's a bit near. But I don't have much to say on that story, really. It's just a bit rubbish. Um, a little bit. But that's, that's Japan. So it rolls. That's Japan, baby. Japan. Great to visit for two weeks, a month, three months <laughs> to live there. A few Not more so things. A few yeah. more things to uh, Not so good. consider. Mm. Um, we'll be back in a moment with the fax machine, your stories, comments, and questions. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got from our listeners this week? 
Mr. Donaldson. We got a message from James Dacres and Pete. My question to you is, are you allowed to ask for a knife and fork at a Japanese restaurant? Is it considered rude? And would it be worth bringing my own set of cutlery uh, with me just in case? I think uh, rocking up to a restaurant with your own knife uh, might get you into more trouble than you think. <laughs> but, uh, call yeah. that a knife. <laughs> I know a few people that have done it. Um, mm. It's not rude. Often, a lot of nice restaurants will be like, do you want a knife and fork? They'll yes. ask you. Yeah. Um, and some people are like, don't ask me that. I can use chopsticks. How dare you? That's racist. And then they can't use chopsticks. Yeah, and they're okay, like, ah, yeah, oh, yeah, shit, fair. I should have got the knife and fork. <laughs> uh, some restaurants do it. I'd say just learn how to use chopsticks. Yeah, or, or don't. And then everyone can criticise you until the yeah. end of time and you get caught on cameras on one of Chris's videos. <laughs> Is that what I do to you? Yeah. No, you Oh, yeah, you can't you use chopsticks. The, ran- the randos. Pete the randos get involved and have a go at me. If Pete Donaldson can do it, James, Some anybody people can. People just pile into my life and slag off my chopsticks. It all goes in my mouth. Don't you worry about no, that. It, no, it doesn't. It goes over the fucking nah. table. I remember. Go no and watch way. the video of Pete Donaldson we had Corby Beef, or the one where we had Okonomiyaki in Osaka, <laughs> and watch his chopstick technique. Did it go in my mouth? Yes, I, I need to make did. a video. It went in my mouth. 12 things not to do in Japan again. Right in my gob. How to not use chopsticks. <laughs> Pete Donaldson. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. They do do knife and forks in a lot of restaurants, but mm. my advice, just, just learn how to do chopsticks. One good meal, and you can master it. Trust me. You got one here from Ryan. It says, hi, Chris and Pete. My name's Ryan. I'm Ryan, and that's my name. Generations these days in the UK are becoming more and more convenience-based. Generations? Convenience? And everyone seems to call someone in to do basic things like setting up Wi-Fi or building an IKEA, Ikea bookshelf, which I detest. I know parts of Japan, uh, Japanese life is convenient, convenience-based, um, but is DIY a thing in Japan? Do you both do much DIY? What is the DIY that you're most proud of? Uh, if you could shout out the love of my life and mother to be Wendy, that would be ace. Congratulations, Wendy. Mm. Have be, it's the have, restaurant. <laughs> you just relax that restaurant. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Congratulations. Um, and no, right? I don't, okay. I don't do DIY. You fixed up your studio when it all went smashy smashy, didn't it? What Pritt stick? Stick here. Bit of salotape. Yeah. No, I I don't do DIY. I don't right. know. Does Riotro do DIY? Probably not. Mm. Does Natsuki do DIY? God no. Surely DIY in Japanese homes. I mean, the, 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 the walls are just paper. I think people, <laughs> people are a lot more likely to get specialists in to get mm. it done properly. Because, I mean, again, I think botching stuff in Japan would be a real no-no. I don't think it really takes place, surely, because yeah. everyone's a bloody craftsman on craftswomen out there, aren't they? That's right. I had someone help me recently put up some paintings, and he did a good job, but then mm. one of the paintings fell down the other day. Bad job. Like, oh. yeah, bad job, mate. I, think, I, I don't know if it was me knocking them. It might have been me. Banging the painting. <laughs> Kicking the wall. Kicking the wall. We'll never know. We'll never know. Road testing it. Probably me banging the painting. I've been uh, I've been trying to get rid of... Um, <laughs> for some reason, in the bath, these big gouges. Like uh, like a dog or a, or a... It's not our dog, but like when we moved in, the, the bath just had big gouges out of the bottom. <laughs> Very weird. So I bought this filler and filled it in and I've got to sand it and then I've got to spray paint it. There you go. It. We'll spray paint in my bath. DIY with Donaldson. That's what I'm doing, mate. DIY with you Donaldson. You spray paint in your bath. Well, you've never lived. He's the best of the business. But no, <laughs> DIY in Japan, not not a thing. Mm. Not, some, not something that I know much about. I think, again, people are much more likely to get a specialist in and get it done right. <laughs> Don't be like Pete Donaldson. Don't do it yourself. Uh, we've got one here from uh, Benjamin from Toronto. Hello, Chris and Pete. Where I'm from, foreign film is viewed as artsy, of the highest quality and better than North American films by <laughs> some. French, Korean, Japanese and a few other foreign films are typically viewed as very high quality and something special. My question is... What is the average Japanese person's views of films from North America? 
do these big box offices, big soft, can't fucking speak today. <laughs> Coffee's run out. Do these big box office films from Hollywood have the same prestige and quality in their eyes as foreign films do for us in North America? Or are they seen as fun movies, but not quite as good as Japanese movies? Thank you for the podcast, guys. Benjamin from Toronto. That's a tough question to answer. Very specialised. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't know. Good. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you picked out this email. <laughs> Why? That's a really. That's a, I don't know. Um, I know, like a lot. The most popular Japanese movies at the moment are all rubbish. Mobius. They're all aimed. I bet Mobius at, is massive. <laughs> they're all aimed at teenagers. Oh, Mobius son. The you mo- have become a big vampire. If you bring up Mobius one more time, I'm going to kill you <laughs> with your mug. Just, do you want to go watch Fucking Mobius? Mo- no, I don't want to watch, watch Mobius. I'm not watching Mobius. Watch, go screen on the green. They'll probably be showing Mobius as a joke. I want to know what the people of Japan think about Morbius. I'm going to go out in the streets <laughs> when I get back with the microphone. Like, what do yeah. you think of Morbius? Yeah. And they'll be like, I don't know what that is. Japanese Leave me alone. reaction to Morbius. <laughs> Blockbuster films do well in Japan, though. Mm. I do know that. Uh, I think art house films. I saw a film called Men the other day. It was pretty good. Um, it's by the dude that did uh, Ex Machina. And right, okay. uh, Alex yep. Garland did 28 Days Later. Mm. That was a bit artsy. Mm. And I don't think that would do very well in Japan. The sort of films that do very well at the cinema are these awful, low-budget crap films aimed at teenagers. And it's all very low. Like, it's just really boring. Right. But they do really well. And they keep pumping those out rather than doing anything good. Once in a while, they'll do something big like Shin Godzilla. And that'll be nice. And Japan does have a good art house film scene. But I, I swear to God, most Japanese people don't watch them. Um, I think it's mainly blockbusters that, right. do, that do really well, like Top Gun, probably doing very well Top in Japan, Gun. for example. Good film, enjoyable, yeah. fun. So that's my thoughts on that. What, do you want to, you want to uh, hear? Come on then, let's hear Morbius. Fans. I can't wait for you to check out <laughs> my new movie, Morbius. He's, he's talking to the Japanese fans. Very excited, coming your way very soon. Uh, in the film, I play a new Marvel character, uh, who attempts to cure his lifelong blood disease with marvel. Oh, shit. In the process, I turn into a living vampire. Oh, my so, God. Uh, that's a little Amazing. bit about uh, what's going on. Um, I think it's, uh, it's really going to be a fun one, and I can't wait for you guys. That's the trailer. I want to hear Jared. Did Jared Lee not speak any disease. Japanese? And I'm running out of time. I want to see you get hurt more than... Oh, it's not even... Uh, I thought they might have a, t- a little bit of Japanese talking in there. Minasan. Isn't, yeah. Morbius. Morbius. <laughs> oh, big Morbius boy. <laughs> I don't know why he sounds like a, an East End London thug. <laughs> Morbius. I'm going to Morbia. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to Morbia into that car, mate. I am not going to watch Morbius. No. And uh, you shouldn't too, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, go and watch film review, is it? Go and watch The Northman instead. Yeah. Or Men. Or Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick. Do you remember that Nissin? Is it Nissin? The me- is it Nissin? Noodles. Yeah, is it Nissin Men advert? Oh, where it's just like it was a muscle man. Yeah, Nissin right. Ramen. It's this guy here. Uh, there you go. Just holding a big bit of noodle. He's making noodles with his hands. Wow, that's a big noodle. He's a big muscle man. <laughs> He's loving it. He's loving them noodles. Do you, da, 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 da. Do, do you know why he's shouting men? Do you, Woo! do you know why he's shouting men as he throws the noodles? Uh, ramen? I don't know. <laughs> men means noodles. Right. Men is the kanji for noodles, yeah. Oh, I see. So ramen. What What does it look like, the kanji? Is it the... Um... Uh, if I showed you that, I'd have to kill him. Okay, good. I'll show you. I'll show you afterwards. Lovely. There you go. Show me a ram. There you go, guys. Men. Show me your men. Go and watch the Nissin men commercial. Go and watch Morbius. Men! 
Get me out of here. Get me out of here. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming into Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back, guys, later in the week to do it all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad in Japan podcast. Bye for now. Farewell. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.